God will not allow us to succeed without Him. He will block our efforts to satisfy ourselves and He'll lead us back to Him. How many times, how many lessons does this city, does this county, does this state, does this nation, does this world, how many times does God have to bring them to the brink of war to make them realize that no amount of treaties and no amount of armies can stop what can happen in destruction and war? How many times does this old world have to come to that place until they finally acknowledge Him as their only source and their only hope for survival on planet Earth. Leonard Ravenhill, a great author and a great man of prayer, wrote these words. He said, To be much for God, we must be much with God. Jesus, that lone figure in the wilderness, knew strong crying along with tears. Can one be moved with compassion and not know tears? Jeremiah was a sobbing saint. Jesus wept. So did Paul. So did John. Though there are some tearful intercessors behind the scenes, I grant you that to our modern Christianity, praying is foreign. R.T. Kendall said, Prayer can no more be divorced from worship than life can be divorced from breathing. If we follow his impulse... The Holy Spirit will always lead us to pray. When we allow Him to work freely, He will always bring the church to extensive praying. Conversely, conversely, Kendall added this. He said, when the Spirit is absent, we will find excuses not to pray. We may say, God understands. He knows I love Him, but I'm tired. I'm so busy. It's just not convenient now. When the Spirit is absent, our excuses always seem right. But in the presence of the Spirit, our excuses fade away. Charles Finney put it this way. He said, if the Spirit of prayer departs, it is a sure indication of a backslidden heart. For while the first love of a Christian continues, he is sure to be drawn by the Holy Spirit to wrestle much in prayer. John Wesley, in his talks, put it very succinctly. In this matter of dependence on God rather than self-reliance, when he said it this way, give me 100 men, 100 preachers, he said, who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God. And I care not a straw whether they be clergymen or laymen. Such alone will shake the gates of hell and set up the kingdom of heaven on earth. Why? Because God does nothing but in answer to prayer. Wrestling with God. When we wrestle with God in intercession, we come to the end of our own devices and we come to dependence on God. For Jacob, it was alone with God by a river. It may be in the middle of a sanctuary for you. It may be at home. It may be on the job. It may be on a mountaintop. It may be on a city street. But I'm praying over you today that the time will come that you have a divine appointment with God. If you're not there right now, I'm praying that you and I have a divine appointment in the next couple of months. A divine appointment with God where we come face to face with God and realize without Him, we can do nothing. But with Him, we can see lives changed. We can see cities turned around, counties turned around, states, nations. With Him, all things are possible. It is only then that we can truly become useful to God in spiritual warfare. We must come to a place that brings the end of self-reliance 
and the beginning of dependence on God. That's my prayer. That's what I've come to realize in some small measure. What I want to see in you, what I want to see in this church, what I want to see in my family, what I want to see in this city, in this area, is so difficult to accomplish. And I've been here over four years now. And I know now that it's going to take God to bring it to pass if it's going to happen. Our nation, church, is at a juncture. And I know that every year they say this during election. This is a critical election. I know that. I know that. And, and in a way, every election is a critical election. We can look back and see where our nation made bad choices. And we reap the benefits, or the, not the benefits, we reap the, the curse. We've seen where our nation made good choices and we reap great benefits. The Bible instructs us to pray for our spiritual leaders. The Bible instructs us to pray for our nation. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked way. What is the wicked way, as I've shared with you before? The wicked way is Jacob. That's the wicked way. It's not that we are caught up in fornication and adultery or thievery or murder or robbery or anything of that nature. It's that self-reliant attitude that says, well, you know what? I believe I can handle this by myself. I will try to do this on my own. And we've got to come to the place of the end of ourselves and the beginning of God. Then will He hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. Would you stand with me right now?